I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Right, hello and welcome to Half the Fantasy Podcast, episode 14. I'm your host, Peter, and joined this week once again by Tom and Gunnar. How are you doing, guys? Start with you, Tom. Yeah, very good. Thanks, Peter. Gunnar? Yeah, very well. Thank you. How's the holiday going? Oh, it's doing it's doing absolutely grand. I'm doing nothing. So that's perfect. That's the best kind of holiday. Right, we will start we always start, guys. I see we always start and we'll start doing this differently two weeks ago. But hey, it's the new new norm. <laughs> the game week average for the Scottish game was forty nine points. So our points this week was Tom, you sixty five points. That gets you twenty seventh. Gunnar, you sixty six points, seventh up overall. Impressive. NR65 points takes me 59th overall. Okay, I'm lagging behind, but what I've seen there is I've got all green arrows this week, so I'm happy with that. So, Tom, we'll go through your team first. Let me know how you done, where you done well, where you think you could have done better. Yeah, um, so in goal I had uh, Lewis for Aberdeen. He had a double game week, but he only managed to keep one clean sheet, so that was seven points there. Um, I had my vice-captain on Considine. Uh, who had a good first game, but a poor second game, so I only managed to get 10 points out of him. Uh, Duffy was minus one, uh, Barisic seven, and Tavernier ten. Uh, Captain Ferguson for 18 points. I had Kilty for Kamanic, got me seven. Forrest at Livy got me one. Uh, Arfield got me two points, Kamamba two, and Nisbet two. And you left nothing on the bench, basically. So, what was your, did you make us up this week? Um, my substitution was Hedges out and I got Ferguson in and Sorry. put the captaincy on him I'm saying um, some transfer I meant transfer transfer I know what you mean uh, <laughs> so I, I, I captain Ferguson um, so he managed to get the goal in the second game so that was ideal right so well so you didn't miss out Ed there right Gunnar your team how'd you go on yeah similar team uh, to Tom's so 66 points minus 4 at Marciano on goal clean sheet at Tavernier 10 points minus 1 of Duffy uh, seven points from Barisic. Then I brought in Ferguson this week for Burke and I vice captained him. So I got fir- 14 points. Uh, I got Kent in midfield, three points. I stuck with Ryan Hedges, who I've had since game week five, I think. He finally got me a return. So an assist from him Yay. from a corner. That was good, finally. Yeah. Uh, I started Henderson in midfield. So I got Kilty off the bench for his seven points. Then I have Shanklin and Nisbet, uh, two points each. And I brought, also brought in uh, Watkins from Aberdeen and made him my captain and only got eight points of him because he decided to backheel one of the right passes instead of just taking a shot. Yeah. Uh, right. 
Well, he didn't leave anything on the bench either, so he didn't miss out on anything. That was fine. So my team was 65 points, minus four-point hit. Uh, McGregor in goals. Barisic and Tavernier, 7 and 10. Duffy, minus one. Now, I just I noticed this. I didn't really notice it happened this game. I get minus one off the bench for Guffrey because Dwight didn't start. So even though Guffrey was minus points, he still comes off the bench because he played. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. So actually, I lost a point by trying to play the... The, the fly manoeuvre uh, in midfield I brought in I brought in Ferguson captain I think we all did so we all kind of on the right horse there McCrory only three points because he didn't start the second game Kelty off the bench seven points and my surprise week was Callaghan from Hamilton returned ten points over two games happy with that a jetty one point up front my hit was for Watkins four points face captain so, four, so basically just covered my hit and that was it You've done slightly better, but I suppose I can't complain. That's my best game week scoring a couple of weeks. Okay with that? Yeah, very good. So, do you have any transfers in mind for this week, Tom? Um, I think I'm wanting to switch to uh, three Rangers defenders, so I think I'm going to have to reluctantly get rid of Arfield. Um, I think I'm going to bring in one of the St. Johnston boys, because they seem to be uh, starting to gel together now. They've been underperforming, so they've been creating a lot, but not getting those goals. But the game on the weekend there, when I watched over the highlights, there's that cohesion there now. So I think I'm going to get rid of uh, Arfield for either Conway or Witherspoon. I'm glad you said that, because I've got these players marked for later on for watch list. This is, this is <laughs> poetry in motion, right? When you go. <laughs> and then I think, I think I might get rid of either Duffy or Ayer to facilitate Goldson coming in. I think that's what I'm looking towards in the next couple of game weeks or so. So you're taking a four-point hit for the long-term gain kind of thing? I'll probably do that over two game weeks. All right, sorry, that's a long-term plan. What were you going to any, any planned transfers going forward? Uh, similar to Tom, so instead of Arfield, I have Kent, but I want to go three Rangers defenders as well. Uh, I might have to take Frimpong or Duffy out for that. Watkins probably needs to go. I mean, Aberdeen have Celtic at the weekend, so... I'm also looking at the St. Johnson players. I have them on, on, on my watch list. So maybe Stevie May coming in for him. But uh, I like the Conway shout as well or Waterspoon. Um, so, yeah, because I need to downgrade Kent to someone then. And long term, maybe Hedges needs to go as well. But I might give him this one more game week now against Celtic. You know, this might, this might be the every, one. Every week, <laughs> one more game week. <laughs> Tell you what, though, this, this one against Celtic, this is going to be the one, you know. And then if he does nothing, then... This is the last time you hear we'll, me say his we'll name. Get, we'll get to that later with the Celtic and Aberdeen right, okay. game. Uh, right, well, for myself, I'm in a bit of a quandary. I have got both Edward and Ajeti up front. I ain't ready to worry him. So I'm thinking to get Edward because I'm hearing rumblings of things that it's allegedly things that I, I think I'm just getting rid of Edward, maybe for foreseeable. But my thinking is Shankland. Bring him in because I like his, his next couple of games coming up, fixture wise. But just speak to you guys. Do you have any suggestions to bring in for Edward or are you happy with Shankland or anybody else to suggest? And I'll go with Gunnar. So I, 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 I like the Shankland shout. So I have Shankland and Nisbet uh, up top for me. Jetty is uh, in my plans as well going forward, but you already have him. Yeah, I'm going to keep him. It's Edward. I'm going to do him great. Right. Maybe, do you know what? Maybe Stevie Maiden. You know, he had a, had a good game at the weekend. Do you think he's nailed on? But if uh, it's really strange, it's fit. That's the only thing I was thinking. 
Yeah, I know where you're coming from. Hmm. That's a tough one because the, the, I'm looking at the strikers and don't I don't really know if there's anyone else that, that I like. Maybe um, the obvious option this bit, but they've got a, a game week miss, so I want Shanklin to get to play both game weeks. So I'm, I'm thinking just go for Shanklin. Jeff Kabamba. No, that was my other option. See, they, they, Kilmarnock are going to have a double double game week at some point, you know, because they missed the game against Motherwell, so maybe he might be a shout. See, I've got Watkins there as well, who didn't work, so he'll be coming out of the team as well eventually. So I don't know if I downgrade from Edward to Shankland, then I can basically upgrade Watkins to Cosgrove if he's on the bench. And if he's going to miss that game week because it's a cup game, I mean, surely we'll be fighting fit for the week after. But it's just all ideas in my head right now. I'm not 100% sure. What about you, Tom? Any suggestions for my Edward replacement? Um, Stevie May's a good shout. I quite like that one. Um, you're obviously keeping a Yeti. And is your third other striker Nisbet? No, it is. Oh, I've just went, my, oh, my phone just went blank into it. I have got Watkins, Edward, and a Yeti. Right. I think I think this bit is essential. I you think I so? Often, I don't often use that word, but I think he's essential. Even though they didn't score against Ross County, his, his, his stats were pretty good, and I think I think he's pretty. Um, I think he's the focal point for the the Hibs attack there. So I, I think this bit's quite important. I think he can score in any fixture. He proved that against the uh, Rangers. Hibs look well, so I don't really think you have to worry too much about the the, the fixtures going forward with Hibs. It's just because he obviously misses that game week, so I'm talking about for the next two weeks going forward, he kind of keeps himself out of the plan right now, so... Well, we had a question submitted about the, the blank game week, and I, I'm, I'm well, going to save that in it. Well, okay, we'll go to we'll go to it. Right, okay, so what is next on the agenda? We will go to our league then. Get it to work. Well, I think you see Kabamba. Kabamba's another thing. He, Kabamba isn't going. He's going to play. Is Kabamba going to play in that game week thirteen? He doesn't miss, does he? He does, but he plays Rangers. All oh, right. So it's like oh yeah, that's plays, a tough one then. He plays one of the toughest teams. Uh, right, we'll go to our podcast league grind just to run through the top three. If I can find them here, sitting top still. Wolfstone, Tony McLean, sixty-six points, six nine one overall. Up to second. Conquering Lines, Robbie Dempsey, 61 points, 660 overall. And third, I sort of knew, Chris Bristol, 62 points, 656 overall. And can you see from kind of close high game week scores in fifth place, Geek Silly Geese by his G's and Brony, 75 points. <laughs> uh, I know there's some names in there. And I think anywhere else that is outside the top 20, 30. So that is us finished with that. So he's happy to go to the results? Yep. Right. Only one place to start, Tom. I'll start with you. Let's pull this, let's pull this plaster right off. Celtic nil, Rangers 2. So Golson, two goals. A Tavernier assist. And a clean sheet for Rangers. So talk us through what you saw through gritted teeth. So what I saw was a very lacklustre Celtic team. Um Quite, quite a few players made their debut there against the uh, Rangers in the derby. So, obviously, um, Bar- Barkas, was, uh, that was his, his debut. Laxalt had never even played a game. That was his debut as well. Um, we had quite a few members out. We had uh, Edward was out with uh, COVID. We were missing 
Is that a wee? Is that is that a wee there? Are you saying wee? Said, yep. <laughs> so like John Hartson, on you go. <laughs> El Hamid was out. Uh, Beaton was out. So you know it was a cobbled together team. But at the same time, Rangers have been playing this system for for a couple of years now. They played the same system last time, and they beat us two one. I mean, they've done well with it. I mean, they've they've got, they've got results against Galatasaray. They beat Braga home and away, Porto at home, Feyenoord. So you know, it's a, it's a it's a good system and they're tough to break down. But we 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 see this Rangers team domestically. We know how they play. We need to be doing better than that if we're going to win this league. Right, that was from a fan point of view. Where from a fantasy point of view? <laughs> from a fantasy from a fantasy point of view, then. It just cements that it, the importance of having Rangers defenders and probably tripling up. I think that cements that one. It's pretty clear. Um, from a Celtic point of view, I don't think we now have to abandon ship with Celtic assets because the, they're, they're still they're still a good team. They're not going to be playing Rangers every week. Um, they line up well against other SPFL teams. I would I would uh, I would stick with. Probably one one Celtic defender. I'd probably look to move away. I mean, they've got a blank game week and they've got Aberdeen up next. Um, but uh, yeah, he's looking good when he comes back. I'd stick with him. McGregor's a decent cheap option. I don't know if we would consider Forrest or Christie just now because the price tags are look, you're looking at two or three million more than the sort of the average like your Kent's, your Burks. I don't think the the money's worth the the, the investment there. So I would avoid those type of players, but I like the look of Yeti. I think Laxalt's a decent cheap option in a, in a way of getting into the, the Selic defence because he's 3.5. So that's 1.5 cheaper than Duffy and 0.5 cheaper than Ayer. So he's not taking up too much of your funds. Um, McGregor's a decent shout midfield. He's only 5.6, I think. And he does play quite well in that 3-5-2 formation. So... I think he's a decent option, um, but it's, it's 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 difficult to to sing their praises after the the result of the weekend. Cheer up, cheer up, mate! It's not like oh, yeah, no. Cheer up, hey, Gunnar. What's your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I think uh, Tom pretty much said it all there. I have to. I, I echo his sentiment that the echo value in the echo dolphin. <laughs> um, <laughs> That the value is definitely in the Rangers' defense, so I'm I'm looking to bring Goldson in as well. So his his points per million is like two point zero seven. So def- definitely from a fantasy standpoint, Ken could have probably had a couple of goals. So that was that was a bit annoying. Um, Duffy had an absolute shocker of the game uh, going oh, forward. He was, he and, was brutal. He was brutal. And at the back, yeah, I I so I seen a little clip of him like taking three touches to get the ball under control and just passing it out of play. It's like, oh, what's going on there? Then he, he lost his marker. Like, he lost Golson for the first goal as well. And, like, Elianusi was trying to pick him up. It's like, come on, mate. You're, you're ball watching there. So, yeah. Um, so, from a fantasy standpoint, I think if you still have Elianusi, it's probably time to get rid. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I seen I seen a few like rumblings of like maybe a formation change coming up for for Celtics. You guys probably know better that they, like if they go four at the back, that might see one one of like Ayer, Julian, or Duffy even dropped. It'll be Julian probably. Yeah, 
Okay. So well, then then Duffy is is gonna stay in my team, but um, Frimpong sooner or later, um, who's a forest will probably come back. So I don't know if if Frimpong right. will still keep his place. Yeah, but there. if they if they go if they go back to a four two three one, then Frimpong would be the right back probably, and it'll be Forrest that'll come back in on the right hand side winger. And then and then that's when Elanusi could probably be left midfield again because it's free. But again, it's whether Lenin has the gumption to go for it. Or is he going to? Well, I think he'll do because he's so. I think he's so stubborn. Is he'll stick with a formation that isn't seem to be working against Rangers, and he'll just stick stick with it. Square pegs, round holes. But enough about that. On you go. Hey, Oscar. Um. Well, I'm I'm interested in your opinion. What what Celtic should do with with Lennon or or like formation change should that happen? I, I agree with you that like knowing knowing Lennon, he'll probably stick with this formation just so he can say any and see it. Four it, words for you. Like, Four <laughs> words. Get out my club. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll quickly talk about it. I watched the game as well. It was, I mean, Tom didn't quote on this, didn't see this point. We didn't have a shot on target, Celtic, at all, in the whole game. That's correct. Uh, uh, the actual performance. Now, to me, there's something rotten at Celtic Park because just from top to bottom, the players weren't there. There was no game plan. There was no plan B. Rangers... Didn't even need to get second gear to win that game, and that's saying something. I don't mind Celtic getting beat if it was like a spawny goal or a goal end to end, and it's maybe a one goal and just like a free kick or something like that. But it was just no fight, and it's just like we handed it on a plate. Rangers just played second gear. Once they scored, that's right into their game plan. As Tom said, their tactics, they know how to play away, they play in Europe. It suits against us as well. If they go 1 0 up, very rarely they're going to get beat. Now, the Elanusi chance because Goals made a mistake. But once Rangers went 2 0 up, the game was over. You may just went blow the whistle because they weren't going to going to come back from that. Uh, Lennon himself, he's going to have to have a long lad to keep himself, I think, and his players, and a lot of. What was I looking for? Reflect on it, I suppose, and see, because as we'll get to in the fixtures, something's going, ch- going to have to change soon. I don't see the board get ready, Lennon. I think I have to get I have to get uh, worse before they make a move. And the no fans in the ground, I think, makes it both even even easier because they don't need to do it. There's no there's no people paying for blood. There's no crowd booing. So I think it's going to be forward unless Lennon managed to change something, which I don't see him doing. To be honest, there we go. <laughs> Hey, from a fantasy point of view, <laughs> I, I agree with you completely. I think. I've got McGregor in goals, Rangers, but I'm not 100%. The Swarry says to me, McGregor will be in all the time now, but I just don't see him playing week in, week out, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, at his age. I'm thinking of ready McGregor and going for goals as well in the triple up, because no matter what defender they bring in centrally, it's always going to be goals and plus one. And as you can see from the, the weekender, he's really good for a goal from a set piece. So that's just my opinion on it. Anything else we move on? He's okay with that? Yeah. Nods are plenty. Right, next up, United nil, Aberdeen nil. This was obviously the first game of Aberdeen's double, double game week. So it was just basically two double clean sheets. So you get any thoughts on this, Tom? I was a bit disappointed for Aberdeen not to get the, the handball decision quite early on. Um, I don't know What's if you've this, seen in the, the highlights. There's the Shankland handball in the box. Um, and obviously Captain Ferguson, so I was hoping... I was uh, saying that the referee would make that decision there, but unfortunately not. Um, 
there wasn't any return for Hedges at this point, but he did manage to get the the, the assist in the second game. Um, but he, he did look really creative in this game. He made five key passes and created a big chance as well. I thought Seagrest did pretty good to, uh, to to stop Aberdeen from scoring. He, he made some decent saves there as well. Um, Aberdeen, now that, that, at that point, that gave them uh, five clean sheets in nine league games. Um, I'm not too sure about Dundee United because I, w- I would have expected them to score more goals by now. Um, the the goal where um, the other week there when Nicky Clark scored from the, the, the I think it was the free kick that was their only shot of the game and it was only it was one shot on target and that was it and they scored from that so I think that's maybe skewed the the results for, in the the previous fixtures but then the United have got a great run they've got St Johnston away Ross County at home St Mirren away Hamilton at home and then Livingston away so. I think I think Shanklin's a stick on, but it, yeah. with 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 regards to his teammates, I'm not too sure because they've got that new boy in. So Nicky Clark might be sitting on the bench. Spoiler, he's not. I mean, he's a bit he's a bit hit or miss for starts. Is he fit? We don't know. Gunner might be able to fill us in on that one. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I need to I need to see a bit more of Dundee United before I start. You know, doing the considering that's anything anywhere close to a triple up. Okay. Well, will you go on? How's your relationship with Spoiler looking on? <laughs> so yeah, Tom just touched on it. So uh, I, I try. Hey. To... <laughs> <laughs> um, I tried to get a reply from uh, Adrian Spurler on Instagram, trying to find out if he was fit for the weekend. Uh, he still hasn't replied to my message. So I, I hounded <laughs> down <probably> the. <laughs> I, I, I sought out the um, Adrian Spurle fan page uh, and just asked them if they knew anything else. Uh, so he, was, he wasn't fit for the weekend, which was a bit annoying because they kept a clean sheet and he wasn't certain. Um, but yeah, so, so the, the, the Spurle fan page, they, they messaged uh, him and got a reply and he was saying he's back in training and he's uh, himself expecting to start uh, at the weekend. So... I'll play my like like the bench strategy. So I'll, I'll start Henderson, and then hopefully uh, Spurla can can get me a couple of points at some point. Uh, I liked Hedges as well in the game against United. He he wasn't starting at right wing back. He was starting further up, and he was basically involved in anything. Like could have had a goal and a couple of assists. And also, I agree on Seagrest. So I was watching the highlights, and just from that alone, he had about like six or seven saves. Um, a couple of the shots were from outside the box, uh, I think. But again, still, he, he pulled off a, a couple of good saves, especially from the McGinn free kick, I think it was. So I don't exactly know his price now. But if, you, if you're looking for a, for a keeper, maybe going for Maybe like he's on my watch list. I'm going to be waiting there. But yeah, that, that's me on the game. So yes, too, you talked about him there. Because I'm, as I said, I looked at Reddy McGregor. And it could be a good option, I think. Good, cheap option, but again... See Chris, like you said. Uh, watch the game. I agree with basically both you there. We Aberdeen, they do look extremely solid, don't they? Look like they're going to get a lot of clean sheets this year. Uh, I mean, they've so far, they've, don't say everything's returned quite a lot. Don't United, I don't know. I maybe stay away from some of their assets, but I don't think they're going to struggle. I think they're going to get enough points here and there throughout the season to keep themselves away from anywhere near the bottom or relegation zone. It'd be interesting to see if they finish in the bottom six near the top it. Maybe the thoughts would change then. If they're one of the stronger teams, then you get a wild card in the second half, and then you maybe 
bringing players at that point, but that's, that's a long way away, I suppose, before we get to that. And that's kind of it. No, it, was just, it wasn't a boring 0 game, it was actually not a bad 10-10 stuff. Aberdeen have obviously the better chances. Right, so next game is probably the game of the week. Hamilton 3, St. Johnson 5. Let me run through all the point scores here for you to have your say. Hughes got two goals. Okimpo got a goal. Monroe got assist. McCann got assist. May, two goals. Wotherspoon goal. Conway, two goals. With Wotherspoon assist. McCann assist. A Conway assist and a May assist. Is that all covered there? Yep. Yeah, right. yep. And no clean sheets, obviously. Right, I'll start with this time. Gunnar, what do you think on this game? Yeah, like you say, Stevie May, he got a couple of goals. He scored a back heel and a header, so he basically did what Watkins couldn't uh, for me. He got the assist for the fourth there for, for Conway. Uh, he scored a tap-in and a free kick. I noticed Tanzer was standing over the free kick with him as well. Uh, I like Waterspoon in the game. I think you, you have to give credit to Hamilton. because It's like kind of a good comeback from them. Uh, but... It's also St. Johnson's defending. They looked a bit suspect at times. And uh, the St. Johnson had only scored four goals, I think, in the first 10 matches of, of the season. And then now they scored five there against Hamilton. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's Aki's. Huh? So like, I don't know how much, how much faith you can put in St. Johnson going forward. I've I seen this, a stat that like, their form is predicted to like, go up and they, they just, they're predicted to do better going forward. But again... Is this the XG, XG stuff? Because they actually meant to be, they were actually to be pretty well, I think, sitting St. Johnson for, they weren't getting the point return for the performance they were putting in. And right. it was going to change at some point, I think. Yeah, exactly. It's just, just my, my overarching point is that is, is like, they, they played Aki's and uh, maybe, maybe we need to wait until... Oh, don't, don't get carried away with one performance. Yeah, exactly. Hey, what about you, Tom? Um... I'd probably have an opposing view with that one, I think. I think it, you, you mentioned it there. They've been underperforming. They've scored four goals so far. XG-wise, it was supposed to be nine goals. So that's you know five goals that never materialised. The, the, the way they performed against Aki's, they just completely dismantled them. Um, he had Stevie May with two goals. He also hit the post, so he could have had a hat-trick. And uh, your boy Craig Conway there, he got... Uh, he actually missed a couple of big chances, so he had, he, he could have um, had another couple of goals there as well. So, what what, what, what struck me was when you seen um, Stevie May, he was bombing down, and he cut it back to Conway. He didn't even look up; he just knew he was going to be there. Just drilled. I, I I think when you kind of have that connection with your your teammates and things start to, to gel, I, it's, I don't I don't think it's luck when that happens. I think I think St Johnston looked good going forward. So I, I quite fancy them to kick on and start and start um, getting the goals. Good, polarise um, the pines there. Like <laughs> I, I, I particularly like Conway because he's, he's four point one million, so he's relatively cheap in sort of the midfielder bracket, and he's also on set pieces as well. So I quite like the target players that are on set pieces. Um, Hamilton. They always seem to get a couple of goals, even though they're on the end of a beating. Um, you had that boy Callahan who did well in the second game. Yep, I think he, I got him really, really cheap. I'm just keep, keep, he's my fifth midfielder, I think, because he's going to be really cheap. He's always going to start, and he's good to maybe come off the bench. I'm just going to keep a hold of him. Yeah, I mean, there was that boy Hughes 
And he he wasn't meant to start the game. Templeton came off about the twenty minute mark, and this boy Hughes came on. Um, he's only three point three million, and he scored um, two of the goals for Hamilton. So he, he'd actually only played in game week one. We hadn't seen him since. So I was interested to see how he was going to get on against Aberdeen. I know Aberdeen's a, a, a more difficult opponent, especially the, the way that they're set up defensively. Um, so I was a bit disappointed there because I thought he was going to be a good cheap asset and I thought he was going to kick on. But um, he didn't really he do, do much in the second game, unfortunately. Um, I don't know how long Templeton's out for. We've, we've touted him as being a decent sort of third striker option. Um, I'm, not, I'm not too sure about that. I mean... I, 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 st- I still wouldn't be rushing to get Hamilton players because each time they bag a couple of goals, it seems to be different players every time. There's not that one player that seems to be involved in everything. Callahan. Um, Callahan, he's a man. Callahan's <laughs> the man. Um, he, he might. I mean, he, uh, if, if if I start to see a bit more from him, I think I could probably jump on him. I think that's two weeks in a row he's returned for me. I think he had an assist last week as well. So that's twice. Mm-hmm. Like really cheap midfielder that you just. I mean, I bought him as a. I didn't buy him as start him I've bought him and it's just it's just materialised that he's came on on off the bench twice and twice well I did start him missing because it was double game week so that was deliberate but last week obviously it was just through chance and I think I'm not going to replace he's always a he's a nailed on starter but he looks at it so I don't think I'll replace him anytime soon and he, he hit the penalty so that's good to know he might be on pens going forward yeah definitely uh, speaking about St Johnson I mean I watched the highlights and what I was thinking watching it was the same as what the the presenters said, it looks like May, Wotherspoon and Conway have some sort of understanding, like decent, we know each other are. It's maybe this, it's maybe just eventually clicked for Johnson going forward that way. I don't know if maybe the signing of the Israeli strikers maybe made May up his game a bit more because mm-hmm. he's been quite lackluster at the start of the season so far. He hasn't really done much. But to agree with Gurner as well, it, it was Hamilton. So I'll wait to see how they do the next couple of games and how they, they play-wise, and we'll, we'll take it for there. Right, next up, Ross County, nil, Hibs, nil. So, again, no goals, a double clean sheet. Thoughts on this one, Tom? I thought Hibs looked great. I thought they did everything but score. Um, throughout the entire game, they actually had 27 shots, which I don't know if that's a record for the season, but that's, that's, that's pretty high. Um, they had six shots on target, 10 off, and 11 blocked. Um, we had a each of these players had a big chance miss. So that's Nisbet, Paul Hanlon, Deutsch, and Boyle. Um, I mean, it was a wonder they didn't score. Newell looked good as well. He, he seemed to be uh, setting things up from midfield. He made six key passes as well and created a big chance there too. Um, that's that's five clean sheets for Hibs now. I mean, we, last season, Hibs weren't really well known for being uh, defensive, but it's something they seem to have worked on. Um, so I, I actually quite fancy... Paul Hanlon going forward. Um, I think he might be a decent option defensively. Um, Ross County, I'm, I'm not going to get carried away with that. We had the Ross County defensive bandwagon at the start of the season. Uh, uh, <laughs> fool me once, fool me twice, you know. Um, but uh, Hibs, Hibs, are, Hibs are looking decent. Um, I, quite, I, quite, I quite actually fancy going for maybe an attacking double up, Nisbet and maybe um, looking at, at Boyle. As a possibility as well. I can they boil again? Okay, okay. Um, McGinnis was the new boy as well. We talked about him in the last pod. Uh, he actually hit the post early on with a decent shot. Um, so you know, give him time to, to settle into the team. He may be, he, he may improve with time as well. I think he's a good young prospect there as well. Good on yourself. 
Yeah, uh, Tom touched on pretty much everything that I have here in my notes. I mean, Ross County had a man sent off, so that's Randall missing the next couple of games. So first choice left, left back, I think he is, or right back. So they're, they're missing him. And I've also noticed the late law was on the bench. I don't know if that was true injury, um, but I looked up the last couple of games for late law. So in, in the last four games that he played, he conceded 10 goals. So maybe he was just being dropped, huh? <laughs> Maybe. Is I believe see the keeper that came in is that the Celtic keeper on loan is that Ross Doohan? Yes, that's right. Yeah. I mean, if he, it's I suppose if he gets in, then fair enough, you've got a really cheap option. But again, do you really bank in Ross County to keep a lot of clean sheets? So, nah, I don't see myself. Uh, Hibs. I mean, I'm sure I spoke at the start of this podcast. No, I'm talking about podcast episodes with Swanee. We thought Hibs would be quite attacking, but not very good defensively. But they've kind of shown us that they have pretty decent. Jack Ross got he kind of showed a lot more at the back than I thought they were going to be. Uh, I mean, the game's also was going to happen perhaps. They're not always going to win every game, but I think is it, McKin- is it McGuinness, the midfielder boys, Tom, they signed? McGuinness, aye. He's quite defensive-minded, but I don't know if he's going to maybe get, get licensed to go forward if they've got Gogic in the team as well. He might be playing mm-hmm. more, more forward than we actually thought. Yeah. He's got to keep an eye on, I think. Who's other midfielder? Is it Newell, you said? Newell, yeah. I, I like I like him as well. I like look at him. He's quite forward thinking, so it's maybe something to keep an eye on going forward. Right, next game up, Livingston 1, Kelly 3. I suppose this could be seen as a shock after Kelly's COVID postponements and players not uh, appearing in cup games, like giving up cup games and then getting beat off by a young team. But they turned up here. Pittman with a goal, Serrano assist, and Tishpola, Buck and Kelly all goals for Kilmarnock. What's your thoughts on this one? Seeing it as your, it's your second team, Gunnar. Right. So I had this. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm never going to lose this again. <laughs> Who's your first team, Gunnar? I'll leave it the point. Sorry. So, um, well, I thought I thought Livy would have the upper hand here with um, with all the all the Killy players not, not training for two weeks and also asking for the game to be postponed and uh, Livy saying no. So I had this down as a Livy win, but yeah, 3-1 for Killy. Um, Kilty with the goal there late on. He is probably my favorite budget pick. I don't know if you can call him a budget pick anymore. He's up to like 2.8 million, I think. I got him at 2.4. Yeah, I think we all, we all, we all, you got him as well, Tom? You got Kilty? Yep, Kilty, yeah. I, I think we all got him at 2.3, 2.4. So I think we're all yeah. happy with that. How you right. going to um, Burke scored another penalty. I took him out this week. Well, at least I brought Ferguson in for him, so that that was okay. But going forward, he I might bring Burke back if I downgrade Kent uh, to 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 someone. Um, oh, I have in my notes here. Kilty got the goal after a Pickford-esque howler by McCrory. <laughs> putting, putting that out there. Um, also, uh, the the new striker for Livy, Jet. He came on in the 54th minute for Tiffany, and he had a chance late on, late on, hit the crossbar. So I don't have his price here. So, but maybe he might be a good budget pick. But I don't, I don't know if you want to be going for a for a Livy striker. But overall, yes, yeah, su- surprised at the result. Uh, didn't see that one coming. Hey, Tom, your thoughts? Yeah, I would definitely agree with uh, Gunnar in terms of getting uh, Burke back. I, I thought in this game he was the the standout player. Um, he had six shots in total. Uh, no other players really had more than two. Out of those six, three were on, one was off, and two were blocked. 
He's had uh, one goal and two assists in the last three game weeks. Um, and in total, that's, he's had three goals and four assists the full season. He seems to be kind of patchy, so he'll he, maybe have a few returns for maybe three or four game weeks, blank for another three or four game weeks, and then he's, he seems to be back into his stride again. Um, Forrest, he hit the woodwork during the game as well. If, I mean, if he scored that, that would have been three goals and three. Uh, I think quite a lot of people are on him just now as a good cheap option in midfield. Uh, another one to keep an eye on is Serrano. He's the, he's the defender that's on loan from uh, Monaco. He assisted the goal. Um, that's him got a, a goal and two assists so far this season. Um, but he, he missed the first four game weeks, so the points total can be deceptive. I mean, it could potentially be more there. He's only 2.4 million. The problem is with the livery, they're not going to keep that many clean sheets. They were, they were quite uh, solid at home. Last season, it was Fortress uh, Tony Macaroni there. Um, the, spaghetti, the spaghetti had. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but the, the, this season, um, nothing close to that. So if, if you're looking at maybe a defender that's going to get you attacking turns, but not so much in terms of clean sheets, then he might be an option as maybe that sort of fifth defender option. Um, just that kind of cheapy there. Um, they've got Rangers away. That's a concern. It means that uh, McCrory as well, any McCrory owners, he won't uh, face his parent club. So that, that's one to watch out for too. Okay, uh, Kiwis both. I was surprised, but I didn't expect Kilmarnock. I, I, I just thought Langston was going to kind of go to town here with this game and mm-hmm. didn't work out that way. Uh, see with Tishbola. Is it is it now Tishbola and Kabamba as the main two? Is that the two? And it's like Brophy's the third choice? Or are they still rotating? If Emmy's kept note of this, because I like to look at Tishbola in this game, but also Kapama seems to be the main man now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's worth maybe think. I know you say they're playing just next week, maybe having more like a short strike, a short list, but then I suppose you can look at that. This, the main option is well, why go for Tishbola if you can get Kabamba? He's the one that's he's the main commander striker and he's still pretty cheap, so why not go for him? I've just talked myself, don't worry, I've just talked myself <laughs> about that, don't worry. Stacked <laughs> off. <laughs> Tishbola is a midfielder in the game, huh? so is he? The game? Striker, right, it has okay. Be, it has to be Kabamba. He was playing that far forward, Tishbola. I thought he was playing as yep. a second striker, but he's a midfielder in the game. Yes. All right, good. Interesting going forward. Right, and obviously the game of the double game week is Aberdeen four, Hamilton two. So Hamilton had Moyo goal, Callahan goal, where Callahan assist. Aberdeen had Hoban goal, Ferguson goal. Edmondson two goals, Hedges assist, Edmondson assist, and a Hayes assist. So, Gunnar, start with you. Thoughts on this game? Right, four goals from Aberdeen and none, no involvement from Marley Watkins. That was disappointing for my captain this week. Uh, Ferguson with a wonder goal. I mean, what a strike. Tremendous, excellent. Yeah. Um, finally returned from Hedges, I said it earlier on. So, uh, very happy with that. Seen him, seen him put the corner in. So, that, that was good. Um, you mentioned it earlier, Callahan. Uh, he's on penalties. He got an assist this game as well. The, the, I have Edmondson. He opened his scoring account for Aberdeen. I think he got a brace. So I don't know. Maybe if they go with two strikers going forward, uh, that, that, like if Cosgrove comes back, could that see maybe see you're shaking your head? So probably not. McKenna's <laughs> is not known for the two strikers. That's all. That's all I'm thinking. Going forward. But you see, go- I have I, I have a question on that because so. From what I've seen from Cosgrove, he's more your like lump it up target man kind of striker. But if mm-hmm. I'm looking at the at the Aberdeen game so far, and especially with like players like Hedges, and they're all 
they're all very good footballers. They're all good on the ball. And then you're putting your target man striker. And I'm, I'm interested to see that come together or if, if that hinders them more than it, than it helps them. Well, see, to be, see, to be fair, I said this, I think I said this a couple weeks ago. McInnes is actually thinking his feet this year and it's worked out pretty good for him. Mm-hmm. They've assembled a pretty decent squad. I'm trying to think, see, obviously you didn't watch a couple of years ago, but when, when we draw the dial in charge, I think had a decent squad and it kind of slightly got weaker and weaker and weaker, but I think this year could be the strongest looking squad I've seen since maybe four or five years. But it's good assembly, good squad, from back to front. They've arguably, arguably got the best goalkeeper in the league. I mean, you can argue that back any way you want. Uh, Cosgo is a talented striker. They managed to keep hold of him. There was bids for him. My concern would be that McInnes would might revert to type if he gets Cosgrove back and ignore what he's done and maybe go for the whole one up front. I'd like to think he wouldn't and he maybe try to do what he's been doing with more expansive football and having the small, more technical players playing off him. Like, and I, I'm trying to explain what a Celtic way. Like, Edward dropping deep and letting two players kind of as two number 10s. Right. But that's going to have to be a wait and see for me to see how he plays because I've been playing pretty well so far. Every time I've watched him, they're not like... They're not tortured. I'm quite pleased with the eye going forward as well. I believe they're playing not bad. Yeah, you, Tom, what's your thoughts on this? I mean, it's, he, he's going to have four options. Like he's going to have Edmondson, he's going to have Curtis Main, Cosgrove, and he's also got Marley Watkins as well. So it'll be interesting to see how, how he, he goes forward because I don't, I, don't, I don't really know if he's going to revert to type. I mean, he's maybe stumbled on this system. It's working well for him. Um, it might give us the option of having two guys up front but uh, it'll be interesting to see which two he goes for. But again, do you think he's bought players in because the prospect to Cosgrove might be going in January? That's what I think as well. I mean, because he was close to going to get his injury. If he stayed fit before the season, I mean, he injured before the transfer window shot, he was probably going to be going, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was just long-term planning. Cosgrove comes back, if it's going running two or three fit months, it might be in January. That might be the way they're thinking. Then they've got the players there for when Cosgrove goes, they don't have to worry about because they've already bought them in. What are your thoughts on that, Tom? I mean, the January window doesn't open for a couple of months yet, so, I mean, if he's, if he's wanting to play that system for now, then we may as well jump on board the, the, uh, the Aberdeen bus for now and get the, the points bus. while we can. <laughs> And the big, uh, the big bus to Aberdeen, and 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 if he if he disappears in January, then fair, fair enough, he might they might actually revert back to type at that point. But I mean, if it's working and they're scoring and there's a standout striker there, then I would I would definitely get on because the way they're playing, they've got hedges they're creating plenty. Um, Ferguson looks like a, a great option as well. So um, long may it continue. I say. Any follow up thoughts on that? Gonna move on. Uh, no, I'm happy with that. Right, excellent. Right, so we'll move on to predictions. I was going to ask you, is there any players in the past game week, now you've already said that a few years yourselves, that you've added to your watch list for maybe a couple of weeks going forward? Good, I'll start with you. So just players that I've seen this, this past game week, yeah? Or just well, general, overall, or... and then well, both past, the past game week, because that's close, and then what you thought mm-hmm. would be going forward. So on you go. I mean, one player I've added this week is uh, on my goalkeeper short, short list is Secrets. We spoke about him earlier. Don't know if I'd be going for him because I have Marciano in goal, so I'm, I'm quite happy with that. Um, Goldson made his way onto my shortlist, but just so I don't forget that I want him in. Like that's basically <laughs> done, done and dusted already. Uh, I like I like Hanlon or Porteous maybe for for hips. Uh, I'm not sure if I want to be 
doubling up with uh, Marciano on goal, but Hanlon definitely uh, looks a shout. Then midfielders, we spoke about Boyle. Uh, no, we spoke about Burke uh, earlier. I like your boy uh, McGuinness as well in midfield for hips. Because like you say, he might he, with Gogic in there, maybe our defensive midfielder, he might have the license to go forward. Then the two St. Johnston uh, players, Conway and Waterspoon, I've added this week. And my attackers, I have Jetty Kabamba and new this week is Stevie May. Excellent. For yourself, Tom, any in your watch list? Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with uh, Gunnar on the Hanlon show. Um, he's already had a goal this season. Uh, Hibbs, as I mentioned, have kept five clean sheets. That's the same number as Aberdeen. Aberdeen obviously played a game less. Uh, in that game against Ross County, Hanlon had uh, four shots in total, which is quite quite decent for a centre-back. Um, I, I think he's a good cheap option going forward as well. Uh, the... St. Johnston boys, Stevie May, I think he might be a decent striker option, and uh, Craig Conway as well in midfield. If they can, if they can start to, to show some consistency, I'd, I'd be on that there. Um, going, to, going to keep an eye on Dundee United. Uh, I hope they kick on during the favourable fixtures. Um, but it's, I've got Shankland. I'm, I'm not keen to, to, to add any more Dundee United players to my team until I can, until we see who's, who's going to be the, the standout players in that run. Um, other than that, I, I'm, I think I'm fairly settled. I want to get Goldson in, so Tavernier, uh, it's not Tavernier, um, Arfield will have to come out to facilitate that move first of all. Um, I think it might be Conway that comes in. Right, myself, I agree with what you both have said. They've all good prospects, they've all my wee. I, I know you do it on your, your phone, you know what I mean? It's about a pen and paper, I'm old, I'm old school. The three for St. Johnson, May, Wotherspoon and Conway is the three caught my eye this week. I'll just wait and see how it goes forward. Hanlon I like, but I've already got Doigan. Okay. Right, sorry about that, that little snafu. That was my internet playing up. Fuck Vodafone. <laughs> my watch left off. Put off game. So, the three St. Johnson players, as I said, Golton, I do want in. But I'm worried that Rangers are going to hit a patch of form where he won't keep a clean sheet. And if you dub, if you treble up, then you're out of luck. But again, do you consider Tavernier and Barisic like the equivalent of Trent Alexander and Robertson, where even if they're poor defensively, they might get an assist? And is it yeah, worse? I'd, I'd put them in that category, definitely. It's, it's worse thing because they're basically, they're basically midfielders playing at the back. Absolutely. That's watch list complete then. Move on to the world famous predictions. Uh, our own original content that we came up with. Nobody's nobody stole this one yet. Uh, so last week I asked you to predict three games Dungeon, no, Celtic and Rangers, Dungeon United Aberdeen, and Lovingston Kilmarnock. So off the top of your heads, do you think you're getting them right? I don't think I did get any any right. Tom? No, I don't think so. Either. Well, I can exclusively reveal that not one has got one point back for any three games. <laughs> Celtic Rangers, I said 1-0. You both said one each. Dirty Aberdeen, I said 2 or Aberdeen. You said 3-0, Tom. Gunnar, you said 2-0. And Lovison Kilmarnock, 
I said three one Livingston. So did you go out? And Tommy said two 0 So we were no points. So the standings still stick as the last week. It's still Peter and four, Tom and two, and Gunnar and two. So fixtures going ahead. I'll talk about six fixtures and you can talk through and it stands out, and then we'll go to actual predictions. So Kilmarnock versus Hibs, Motherwell, Ross County, St Johnson, Dundee United, St Mirren, Hamilton, Aberdeen, Celtic, and Rangers, Livingston. Okay. Kelly Hibbs, Tom, predict it. I'm going to say 2 0 Hibbs. 2 0 Hibbs. Gunnar? Yeah, uh, I, liked, I liked that shout. I'm going to say. Um, see, I'm going to say 2 1 Hibbs. Oh, 2 1 Hibbs. Clean sheet's gone. Mm hmm. Unfortunately, predict, I got Marciano. Eh? See, you, see you, do, you, do you predict what you think because you're your team? <laughs> you, oh, well, if, if that was the case, I would have probably said 3-0 to, to Hibs with like Nisbet, Hattrick and a Marciano clean sheet. But yeah, I mean, I'm looking at my team and Kilty and the form that Killy's in, I can see them nicking a goal. Right, next up, St. Mern Hamilton and Gunnar, I'll start with you. Right, so in Paisley, I'm going to say... John's hometown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I was going to say 2-0, but Hamilton, uh, they started scoring goals now, so I'm going to predict a 1-1 draw. I went for that as well. Tom, you? I'm going to say 3-2 Hamilton. Oh, oh. Free Callahan assists. <laughs> Aberdeen Celtic. I'll start. I think Celtic will continue their bad form. I don't know the beat. I think it'll be one each. Tom, what do you think? I'm going to say nil nil. Ooh. And Gura? Yeah, I agree with Tom. Uh, I'm going to say nil nil as well. No. Okay. So. Captain and vice captain options for the game week ahead then with the fixtures. Who do you think gonna captain or vice captain? I think it's gonna be pretty obvious this week, but I can see, but on you go. Uh, I think it's gonna be pretty obvious and it's what I should have done uh, this game week eleven as well. I'm gonna captain Tavernier and vice captain Barristage, most likely. Tom? I'm exactly the same. Well, two is company, three's a crowd, I'm the exact same. I, I think he <laughs> can't, can't look back, especially obviously at home. Tavernier and Barisic, that's it. Uh, do you have any differentials you think this week that could maybe make a difference for anyone to maybe play outside the box for captains, vice-captain picks, looking at the fixtures? Craig Conway for St. Johnson against Dundee United. All right. Gura? Yeah, I would have gone for a St. Johnson player as well, probably Stevie May um, as well against that United defence. Um, could be a shout. My shout would be, I can see Morelles playing with Rangers up front. Oh, yeah. I can see that, but that's it. Right, we're going to move on to the FPL now. Unless you get any else to say, Scottish chat from move on. I think we covered it quite well. That was a, a big chunk of chat there. No, he's happy going? Yeah, happy. Right, so let's load up our FPL teams. So, the average this week was 60 points. And I had 56 points. That is my first time this season I'm actually under the average. It was a bit disappointing, but 
I'm not too disappointed really because I'm, I'm more long-term planning. That gets me 14th in the league. Tom, you 69 points. That gets you 19th in the league. And Gunnar, I hope we're saying this Gunnar, you 82 points, tie score, second in the league. I like that. I like it. Right. So we're going to go, <laughs> we're going to go through your teams first. So I'll go from own first, right? Because I've got loaded up. Uh, I had Ryan goals. Remember I said last week I was going to do the the odds by the bookies for the keeper. Bookies got wrong this week because obviously I left the points on the bench. But I think these things are going to happen. I'm, I think I'm just going to stick to what I said at the start. Stick with the odds. Martinez on the bench, nine points missed out on. I bet disappointing, but hey ho, we can do. At the back, I had Alexander Arnold, one point. Robertson, six. Walker Peters, one. In midfield, I have Son, 13, vice captain. Fernandez, 11 points. I said vice captain like it means son in this game. I keep forgetting it's English game. <laughs> <laughs> Salah, seven points. Foden, six. Up front, Calvert Lewin, six. Brewster, two. Watkins, two. On the bench, McGinn, five. But if you look at my midfield, they were all outplayed. Wrong choice for being I should have left Brewster or walks on the bench for McGinn. And I had a question from Jerry, friend of the pod and friend of me in actual real life, Jerry, about why am I doing a podcast when I captain Brewster? I'm going to be over honest with you. I totally forgot it was an extra half hour deadline. And I was, it was old firm morning, obviously. I was fanning about my phone, putting captains going, do this, do this, do this, do that. I actually meant to leave it on Salah. And then before I knew it, the daily passed and I went, oh, shit, I've lost it on Brewster. I had to put a brave, put a brave face on kid, and I meant it, but I didn't. But I'll let me ask <laughs> it again. Put it that way. I'll let me, me ask it again. What was your question, Jerry? There you go. Uh, any missed opportunities? As I said, it would just be the fact that the wrong goalkeeper, but going by the bookies, then there's not much I can do about that. Right, Tom, I talk for your team. Yeah, so I had uh, Guita in goals. You got me one point. Uh, Robertson, six points. Sace, seven. And Castagna, one. In midfield, I had Havertz, who got me seven. Sun, 13. Rodriguez got me four. Salah was my captain. He got me 14 points. Uh, Ollie Watkins up front. He got me two points. Calvert-Lewin with the six. And uh, Jimenez got me eight points. And you left us on the bench. Any of the changes about that week? Not quite happy with that? I probably wouldn't take the hit, because I took a hit to get Ollie Watkins in. Right. Um, I should. I probably should have just stuck with Bamford and get my four points. To be honest with you, waited till next week. Yeah. Right, Gunnar Los Pimentores. Pimentores. There you go. Eighty-two points. Talk us through it. Right. So I have Ramsdale in goal, three points. Uh, I have Trent and Robertson as well, so one point and six points. I got a clean sheet of Taylor, five points. We got a yellow card, I think, two points from Justin. Had Salah in midfield, seven points. Son, 13 points. Rodriguez, four. Podens, three. Uh, Calvert-Lewin got me six points. And then I captained uh, Harry Kane for 32 points. Uh, nothing nothing on the bench. I don't think there's a, there's a missed opportunity either. I, I took a minus four this week to bring in Son and Kane. I, w- I was debating maybe bringing in Watkins for Davis for another hit, but uh, I thought I thought that was going to be too much, and I'm glad I didn't do it. So, yeah, overall, very happy with that. Yeah, you've done well. So, we'll talk through changes and possible transfers going forward. I, I was a wild card last week, so obviously uh, my team's where I've built to be. I have no interest in a transfer this week. I'll let, let it build to two and maybe have some sort of autopsy on it. 
if it doesn't work out this week. But what about yourself? Start with you gonna any possible changes or possible transfers going forward the next game week? Um so Podens worries me a little bit. He was taken off uh, around 60 minutes in the last uh, in, in the game they had at the weekend. He looked okay going forward before he was taken off. So I don't know if he's my biggest problem this week. They have Newcastle, I think, at the weekend at home and then Palace at home after that. So if he does keep starting, it's, it's okay. I have other problems. Uh, if I look at my team here, it's... So my, my three like budget defenders are Taylor, Justin, and uh, Walker-Peters. They all have pretty tough fixtures. So I might, I might swap one of them uh, for someone. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Chilwell, he's on my watch list. Or one of the... One of the um, Do you have Aston cash? Do you have cash yeah. to go, go for that? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Let me just let me have a look. Yeah, two point two million in the bank. Yeah. So, mm, so maybe maybe Chilwell or one of the Aston Villa boys. So, Target, who's probably the cheapest, the fullback, or Kansa Mings, or I might upgrade my my non-playing third striker Davis and um, switch him to uh, Watkins. Maybe maybe that's that's the best move, and then change in formation. So then play three four three and. Instead of four four two. Oh, I've already made I've already made a transfer as well. So I before Ramsdale dropped in price, and before Martinez then the day after Mar- Martinez rose in price. So before the price drop from Ramsdale, uh, when Ramsdale to Martinez. Good move. I know the FPL general was saying don't make a move, but I thought you made the right call because they were getting very very close to the same price. So you made the move yeah. with the right differential. What about yourself, Tom? Any transfer possible moves? I've actually already made my transfer as well. Um, Kane was due to rise and uh, Jimenez was going to fall. So I got rid of Jimenez and brought in Kane. Uh, I did that Sunday night before seeing Jimenez play. Um, but <laughs> I'm pretty happy with that decision because he got a jammy goal. It was deflected in um, and he was lucky not to get a red card as well for kicking out. Um, so I think I've made the right decision there, but I'll soon find out this weekend. <laughs> Well, touch wood, but see, Eminem's, I like him, but he's not wanting to haul, is he? He's not wanting to score many, he doesn't score many braces either, so no. I think Kane's would be your best bet, especially with Kane and Sunday moving forward. I can't get to Kane right now, obviously, unless I take out of, of defence. I'm happy with having Son in there right now. He seems to have gone fire. Uh, Transfer-wise, yourself, Gunnar? <sighs> Defensive-wise, I'm thinking, I like Walker Peters, that's that's like I wouldn't change him. That's like Walker Peters if you're looking to up there. That's like but I suppose it's four point fives, but Chilwell, he won't get many clean sheets, but Chelsea don't think but they might get a lot of attack returns. But hey. Yeah, I think with Chilwell it's it's your I, like I wouldn't count him as a midfielder as much as I do Trent and Robertson, but um you you bring in Chilwell in for his attacking returns more than his uh, clean sheet potential, I would say, especially with Kappa behind him. Okay. Any other talk, Johnny? I thought you finished transfer-wise. We're all done now. Mm-hmm. I feel a little bored of nothing to say this week, but also I just made a, a wild card. I feel a bit silly to move off it straight away. I'll let, I'll let my two transfers build and see how it goes on. Right, we'll move to a bit of housekeeping in the league. Sitting top still, and he is our manager of September of the month. Picnic George, Daniel Arnott, overall 3-5-4. Our own Gunnar is sitting second. Say the, game, the team again. Los, Los Pimentoneros. 
is that is that Real Marcia? Marcia? Is that a reference to them? Yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's the Real Murcia nickname. Yeah. Because I saw you on Twitter, that's where I have just clicked. I was like, all right, actually means something. I thought it was something. Yeah, exactly. Your second overall and third is Running Havoc, Tony the Holler, 320 points. And a shout out to the high school point score of the week. If you go all the way down to second bottom, it's another friend of my podcast and caravan chum, Billy McCallum, COVID Dodgers, 92 points. Impressive, <laughs> an impressive game week score. He's played it. his triple captain, huh? Werner yeah. triple captain. We were drinking, we were drinking socially distancing at the caravan at the weekend, obviously. Sticking to all the rules, so Nicholas doesn't get annoyed with us. And he was saying, I'm going to triple captain Werner. And I said to him, mate, he's not kicked a ball yet. What are you thinking? And he's like, he's due one, he's due one. And he'd done it, he'd done it drunk. And he's totally locked out on his arse. I mean, 48 points off a triple captain. The rest of the team, I mean, it's a bit, Ederson got a goal clean sheet. His back line is terrible. Creswell, five. McGinn, Son, Foden. He's done actually okay, I suppose, when you look at it. That was him keeping De Bruyne on the bench, not even replacing him. So, fair play. 92 points. I think that's a high score we've had, I think. Is it a ton yet in this game, in this league? Can you remember? I think that's him. I think that's it then. Well done. And we're going into the results. So, I'm not going to labour this for long, long time. I'll talk about the results. At the end, you can, any comment you want to say, you can make a comment on, right? So we had Everton 2, Liverpool 2, Chelsea 3, Southampton 3, Man City 1, Arsenal 0, Newcastle 1, Man United 4, Sheffield United 1, Fulham 1, Crystal Palace 1, Brighton 1, Spurs 3, West Ham 3, Leicester 0, Aston Villa 1, West Brom 0, Burnley nil, Leeds nil, Wolves one. So any comments on that? And I'll start with you, Tom. It's quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just don't want to go labour it like last time, so wasn't it? So, um, Dominic Carvalhoon has seven goals now in five game weeks. So I, I, I quite like the look of him. I think I think everyone should probably have Carvalhoon in their teams. I think more people are going to start to switch to go more big up front. Have you got him, Tom? Carbert Lewin, yeah. Yeah, obviously. Can you convince yeah. me to get him? I thought it was if you got tell me. No, no, no. Go for it. Um, I think I think people are going to switch to more. We've got Kane Holland now. Um, um, doing quite well, and Werner started to come as well. So I think people are going to start um, to switch for money. But going from the defence, given that Liverpool have now got the, obviously some defensive issues, Adrian and now Virgil Van Dijk. So. Um, Obviously, with uh, Chelsea, I mentioned Werner there. Um, we've got Pulisic and Havertz are both back. Uh, I think he'll start to play in that sort of centre-forward role. I think, I think he's looking good uh, going ahead. Chilwell, again, he's, he looks good at going forward for a defender. Um, I've seen a stat that Lampard, since he took over Chelsea, have conceded one and a half goals per game. So, not too good for um, those that are wanting clean sheets. Um, Fernandez missed a penalty. Um, but he's still got a goal and assist. So even though United have been poor, he's, he's had three goals, two assists in four game weeks. And obviously Man United missed the, the first game week as well. Um, Rashford's looking decent as well, but I, I still think I'd spend an extra million in getting um, Fernandes. I think they've made him captain now as well. Um, I didn't realise that. So excellent. Um, Cresswell, I quite like to look at him for West Ham. Um, he's had three assists in the last two game weeks. West Ham have obviously had that difficult fixture run. 
Um, but I think game week eight, they, they really start to, 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 to get a more favourable run. So I, I'm really keeping an eye on West Ham just now. Um, David Moyes was back, so they obviously never won the game. Um, <laughs> but uh, they, they managed to get um, draw back a, a draw from Spurs, having went uh, 3-0 down. I think it was uh, with eight minutes to go, they managed to get those three goals. That Lanzini goal was a screamer as well. Oh, I, I don't think he scored. I don't think he scored since I can't remember. It was it's been months and months since he scored. Um, obviously, Spurs looked good the first half, and Bale came on as well. Um, him and Son are around about the same sort of price. Son, we, we obviously knows how he plays. He's in good form just now. If, if you're stuck between the two, I'd probably I'd probably stick with Son for now. Um, I seen Aguero was back for 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 City. When he comes back from injury, though, he does take a bit of time to sort of settle in. Um, Sterling got the goal, but I'm not. I'm not that fussed about City, to be honest with you. I got rid of Kevin De Bruyne. Um, I brought in Son this week. Same. Um, but but given the performances, I, I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't be rushing to get him back, to be honest. Um, I mean, I might eat my words there, but who knows? Uh, for Villa. I was expecting more. Obviously, they got seven against Liverpool. I was expecting more. When I seen that Liverpool, uh, sorry, the, the Leicester team sheet and I seen how many uh, injury doubts they had and how many people, uh, how many defenders they had out, I, 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 that's why I took the hit to get um, uh, Watkins in. So I was expecting a bit more from them. Barkley got the goal in the end and I think he could be um, a decent sort of cheap option, maybe a fifth midfielder choice, um, especially if you don't have the funds for, for Grealish. Um my, my beloved Brighton didn't do as well as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. I thought it was a soft penalty for Zaha, to be honest with you. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, Lamptey, um, I think Lamptey brought Batshuayi down and well, supposedly brought him down in the box. He wasn't really pulling at him or anything. I thought that was pretty soft. But uh, I thought Lamptey did it good um, going forward. Um, who else we got? Wolves. Podence had a good strike at the start, um, but he actually set up Sace for a goal, but he was marginally offside. I thought if he timed his run better, that could have been a Sace goal. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking that personally with Podence. Plus, he's obviously got competition for his position, so he might not play the full 90 minutes, and you, you really want players that are going to play the full 90. Um, Sheffield United didn't look too good. Um, I think really the only chance of the game was McBurney. Uh, that actually made Fulham look pretty good. Um, other than that, I'd say probably that's me. That's some comprehensive yeah. notes there, Tom. Well done. Quite a lot there. Any you say that, Gunnar? I mean, Tom pretty much summed up the whole game week there. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at my notes if I have anything different to say. Maybe, maybe on Sheffield United, uh, Brewster didn't start. They def- they, they're lacking goals. They definitely need goals. So I think... Uh, He'll be nailed on to start from game week six. Um, what else do I have here? I have Chelsea can't defend, so maybe I'll re- retract my Chilwell sound uh, shout there. So they've actually conceded 63 goals in 43 games uh, since Lampard is in charge. So that's that's not very good. But they, they did have Kepa and goal, so that's definitely a big, big factor. Zuma looked a threat from set pieces for uh, Chelsea. Um, then have Spurs looked very Spursy. I mean, <laughs> if Bale scored his chance there at the end, that would have been another Kane assist. I think that would have been nice uh, for my captain. Uh, and then one thing that I have here it's uh, XG 
Uh, let me pull this up. So it's non-penalty XG for all positions. The top five. So top is uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, 4.27. And then uh, second place is Mane, actually, 3.69. Followed by Kane, 3.82. Antonio and Adams uh, behind them. So maybe Mane, if, you, if you're getting rid of one of the more expensive Liverpool um, defenders, maybe if you want to double up with Salah and Mane there, that, that could be a shout um, overall. I think, yeah, it was, a, it was a nice roundup there from Tom. Yep, excellent. Then you stole your stuff for the stats. I like that, Gunnar. You know, that's, we don't, we don't, we don't steal stuff on this podcast, Gunnar. No, that's not, that's not no our we style. don't. Right, from looking at that results as ending on your watch list, I'll go quickly. I've only got a couple. I think pretty much any Aston Villa player now looks pretty decent asset going forward, and that's defensive midfield and up front and in goals. I don't think there's anything. If they keep playing where they're playing, there's no really wrong decision there. I think you see what you're thinking, Taggart. Is it Taggart? Yeah, Taggart. And he's a fullback, so I always think if you're stuck between centre-back and fullback, I'd go for fullback for attacking-wise. But apart from that, I'm pretty happy. I know you've made quite a few players. Have you any other players to add to the watch list? You can go first. Uh, Defender-wise, maybe I have size. Uh, he was played left wing. Uh, back I think at the weekend I don't know if, if he might uh, go back into the central defence but yeah he looked good for the price as well I've added Bruno and Rashford to my to my watch list uh, after the weekend I'd still be going for Bruno probably because he's on penalties I agree with the Aston Villa shouts uh, basically every Aston Villa player on my shortlist here so the three midfielders Grealish McGinn Barkley got Watkins the striker um, Foden maybe for his price point could be a shout Mane, I just touched on. Um, Aguero, maybe. So if you're if you're trying to decide between Kane and Aguero, it's it's definitely for me. It's definitely Kane because, like Tom said, Aguero needs a bit of time uh, when he comes back from injuries to like start firing. So you should definitely not be too clever and go for the one who's well, who's proved he's scoring goals. He's got like seven goals and five assists. I think Kane has. So not even a debate for me. Uh, and that's. Do I have anyone else? Uh, Antonio, maybe, for West Ham. But uh, he would be, like, my my third uh, cheaper shaker. options. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I would probably prefer Watkins, or if you want to go cheaper than Brewster, but it's probably going to be Watkins this week for me as well. Will you tell me any more uh, watch list and assets or candidates to add to this list? Um, I'm actually getting a bit cold feet with Watkins. I might actually try and shift money about and get Werner um, and maybe look for a, a, a Aston Villa midfielder just to sort of cover their team. Um, Fornals for West Ham, he, he he really should have scored. I don't know if you've seen the highlights. He really should have scored that header. Um, had he had he done that, he would have had two goals and three assists in his last three game weeks. Um, he's only six point four million. I've mentioned before West Ham are going through a tough fixture run. Um, they've got City and Liverpool next. But once they hit game week three, it's pretty safe, plain sailing. So I'm going to keep an eye on Fornals, and I think he could be a decent uh, midfield option. Um, with regards to Sace, uh, Wolves have actually played a boy called Kilman. Um, but I think when, once Marcel is integrated into the team, Sace will move back to the, the centre-back yep. role. So right. I don't think he'll keep that, 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 that spot that, on the wing. Exactly, I was going to say, Tom just said it straight away, yep. <laughs> um, he, he's a full-mind option, he's a full-mind defender, so people jump on him early, he, may, he won't yeah. last long and back at the team again. I, I, I think that's probably going to be the case. Um, 
I've got Castagna just now. I don't know if I'm going to keep a hold of him. I think I might try and sort of downgrade to maybe a Villa defender, as you were saying earlier, maybe Consa or, or, or Target. Um, free up some funds. Where can I invest elsewhere? But I'd say probably that's about it. Right, okay. We'll quote your predictions then. So as a standard, standing in the FPL predictions, I had zero points and you had one point each. So last week I asked you to predict five games now Think about that, it's actually too much. I'm just going to stick with three. Three for Scotland, three for England. It's easy to quick fly through it. It's not as long. But we'll do five this week because we started it. So the, th- the five games were Everton, Liverpool, Sheffield, Fulham, Newcastle, Man United, Man City, Arsenal, and Spurs and West Ham. How do you think he's got on? I know he's done the direction. You can remember how, he's, how do you think he's gone? You know the results, you think he's gone, Tom? I think I predicted the, the Everton, Liverpool game, right? I think I predicted it 2 2. But I'm not 100%. Gunnar? No. Um, I don't think I've got any right. <laughs> he didn't, Tom. Just like, you know, he didn't. <laughs> uh, he's getting none right, and I get two results right. None of these get a score right. So, Everton, Liverpool, I had 3 1 Liverpool. Tom, you'd 3 1 Everton. Gunnar, you'd 3 1 Liverpool. So, nothing. Mm. Sheffield United, Fulham. Uh, I had 2 0 Sheffield United, and you had 2 0 Fulham, Tom, and Gunnar had 2 1 Fulham. So, no again. Newcastle Man, Man United, I had 3-1 Man United, so I got one point for that. Used two, had both two each, so nothing. Man City Arsenal, I had 2-1 Man City, so I got a point for that. Used two, had 2-1 Arsenal Tom and two each, Gunnar, so nothing again. Spurs, I had 3-0, so it was up at one point. The rest of it back. Now, you had 3-2 Tom, you were closer, and Gunnar, you had 4-1. So this week... I get two points, and you said no points each, so we're back on kind of level, well you're still ahead of me, but you're kind of, it's now two, two for me, and three for you each, but I'm going to stick it, I'm going to go to three for now, rather than five, it's far too much, just as we go on, I'll go to the fixtures, let's see what we've got this week coming ahead, we've got Aston Villa Leeds, West Ham Man City, Fulham Crystal Palace, and Man United Chelsea, Liverpool, Sheffield United, Southampton, Everton, Wolves, Newcastle, Arsenal, Leicester, Brighton, West Brom, and Burnley, Spurs. So the three games I want you to predict, guys, is Aston Villa versus Leeds, and I've went 2-0 Aston Villa. Tom? I'm going to say 2-0 Aston Villa as well. Can I get... Can I get shaped by you? Good. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to follow suit. I uh, just brought Martinez in, so definitely a clean sheet for Aston Villa. Uh, I'm going to say 2 0 as well then. Aye, well, best friends there, eh? Podcast friends. <laughs> <laughs> Man United, Chelsea, and I've went two each. Tom? Mm, I'm going to say 3 2 Chelsea. Ooh. Gunnar? Uh, I'm going to say. Uh, Bruno's probably scored a pen, but I'm going to say 2-1 to Chelsea. I love Bruno. He's my favourite FPL player. <laughs> right, and one Brighton-West Brom, and I've wrote Brighton 1-0. Tom? 3-0 Brighton. Oh, because your favourite team in the whole wide world. Gura? Um I'm going to say 2-1 to Brighton. Boo. <laughs> All right, the Lampy so- owners. Uh, <laughs> I know. I've got Lamptey, but have I got Lamptey? I can't remember to come out or not. I have still got him. I can't remember. I'll need to check this. Matt Wildcard's went nuts. I've always been back, thinking back and forth. 
Right, so all the fixtures and who you've got in your team, who do you think is your captain options this week? I'll start with you, Gunnar. And I, I don't mind what I say about the captain options this week, Gunnar. Uh, right, so I, I'm looking at my team here. It's between Salah and Kane for me. Uh, I have it on Salah at the minute. I'll, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to do some... I'll follow the news on Twitter and uh, see what people come up with, what, what kind of stats they're throwing around. But um, I, I do think that uh, Sheffield United are home for Liverpool is the, is the easier fixture, so I, I might leave it on Salah. Tom, yourself? Yeah, I think I'm going to go Captain Kane. Captain Kane. Now, obviously, who, not who you've got a team, but is there a captain option you think this week for MDLs, like other games you've seen there? Like, for example... As the village, would you go Watkins if you have a team or let me think here, let me think here. Let's see. Well, Arsenal versus Leicester. Is there any other op- captain options you think this week would be viable for players who may have other players on their team? Gunnar? Uh, I'm looking at it now. Um, maybe you could go for a Man City player as like a differential. Maybe, maybe Sterling. Uh, other than that... Southampton, Southampton didn't look very, very good defensively, so I don't know if you maybe want to go for Calvert Lewin or Rodriguez. Like personally, personally, I wouldn't do it, but you asked. So um, <laughs> Vardy is supposed to be back against Arsenal. He likes to goal against Arsenal, so he could be a choice. But, I think I think I think the best two would be Salah and Kane. That's at least the one that yeah. looks more obvious to me. And you've any differential options this week for the game going ahead? Any op- or like, advice for other people? Um, well, Tom, you go start and you go you finish. Um, I'm going to say Mopai for, for Brighton against West Brom. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Were you going to pick for clean sheet? Ooh. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe Watkins. He's probably not high, highly owned for Aston Villa. Um, I, I like the Mopai shout. So... Yeah, I'll, I'll second that. Right, okay. Well, we've got any questions then before we finish up? Yep. Right. Yep. So I've got a question from Tommy C4442. That's his full name. Uh, obviously, at Tommy C442. His question was, thoughts on Liverpool defence going forward now that Van Dijk's out, and especially that he has the Liverpool double up, and I'm on the same boat as him. I think you're the same girl. You get you get trained and yep. Albertson. Correct. So, I'll start with you, girl. What's your thoughts going forward? Then, now that they've lost Van Dijk. Um, yeah, it's not going to be easy. Uh, I think Allison is supposed to be back for the Man City game in game week eight, uh, but they have Sheffield United at the weekend. So and West Ham the week after that. So I think if you do have to double up, there's no need to be coming off it for for those two games. Um, and like we said earlier, we, we see them as uh, midfielders, more or less. I can definitely see why people would panic. Maybe only see, <laughs> yeah, panic or maybe want to like, get rid of one of them. I think I, I did sell uh, Trent at some point last season because Allison was out and uh, he, he had like similar returns uh, for, for a while. Uh, and then he scored a free kick and uh, had two assists in a game or something. So that, that's... 
Like if if you if you're watching the games and you you're thinking about taking Trent out, like he could have had a couple of goals from free kicks already. And in my opinion, it's only a matter of time. Uh, they're gonna have to shore up the defense. They're gonna have to live with Van Dijk. So sooner or later, they're gonna get to grips with that. Uh, and like I said, for for these two games coming up, I don't see any need to be moving off the off the two uh, Liverpool defenders. Just a word: if you're thinking of replacing like for like, if you want to get a uh, like, if you have Van Dijk and you want to get another center half in, Matip is also out for the game now midweek against Ajax. So so wait and see if he's back for the weekend. So Joe Gomez, five point four million, he could be a, a, a yeah cheap option, but. I don't know how much he offers, not even from set pieces. So Jane, for me, it's still the two Liverpool the fullbacks. Jane Gomez is nailed on now that Van Dijk's entered. No, oh, 100%. We don't have any centre halves. <laughs> That's more wee patter. That's wee for oh, Tom for oh. Celtic and wee, oh. wee for Gunnar for Liverpool. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Listen to this talk with your emotions. What's your thoughts on that, Gunnar? Eh, sorry, you just answered that. What's your thoughts on that, Tom, with the Liverpool? Double up on the two fullbacks or Van Dijk. Well, Van Dijk, I'm assuming the question was because he had Robertson and Trent. That's what I thought he was asking for. Um, so. I would stick with Robertson because he's, he's, looking, he's looking really good going forward. Trent, I'm unsure about that one. His stats are great attacking wise. He's got the best stats out of all the defenders for you know, potential goals and assists, but he, he's just not returning. That's, that's the problem. He's looking good on set pieces, but I think he's maybe sitting a bit deeper. So. I would hold for now. I think, it's, I think it's something that you need to keep an eye on. I wouldn't be rushing in um, and getting rid just yet, but I would, I would monitor the situation, keep a keen eye, maybe try and watch the Liverpool highlights, see how they're doing, and then based on your decision on that, after they get these next couple of fixtures out of the way, make your decision then. I agree with both of you. I think, I, I've got both, like you're going to stick both right now, but people say to start the season, Trent's a stick on leaving your team and leave him in that mm-hmm. set. I think you still need to evolve and adapt with the game as it goes forward. And if Trent isn't returning, maybe after game week eight and nine, you're going to have to... It's a lot of money in, in defence. Again, I think Robertson looks to me the most attacking out of the two of them right now. He's flying forward. I think he's going to score more goals this year. I can see it. He's in a lot of assists for the left-hand side. If it was me, I would do the same as you. I would, I would wait a couple of weeks' time. And then if you really want to do it, it would be Trent. I'd be getting out and getting somebody else in and spending money elsewhere. But that's just as it stands right now. I can't wait and see. Right, other questions. Uh, FPL Maz, big fan of the F- FFS game, follower on Twitter. So there's a kind of loaded question. There's quite a few bits in here. So thoughts on Celtic assets looked awful at the weekend. As we have two Celtic fans in the pod. No, you're wrong there, FPL Maz. There's three in the pod. You're still, <laughs> you're still happy with the 3 5 2. Ellie doesn't look trustable up the top, and only a year that's comfortable playing the ball from the back is learning to somebody change it back. So, do you want to take this question in different parts of it, right? So, for Celtic assets first, Tom. You can't can, really call this Ellie on the podcast. You did really cover it, but go. I'm, I'm not going to jump ship just yet. Um, if, we, if we look at Celtic's fixtures, they've got Aberdeen away, and obviously, we know Aberdeen have, have been uh, tricky defensively, so that'll, that'll be a difficult fixture to overcome. We've then got the blank game week, but then it look, it's looking better with Motherwell away. You've got Hibs away and St. Johnston at home. Uh, Celtic defensively, the, the second best in the league for clean sheets. They're joint with Aberdeen. Both Celtic and Aberdeen have a game in hand. I wouldn't be rushing for Barkas. I mean, I think Joe Lewis and Marciano are better options and they're 0.3 and 0.4 cheaper, respectively. 
Um, but if you're, if you're looking at the, the defenders yourself, obviously Tav, Goldson and Barisic are uh, sorry, in their own sort of category. They're, they've got 107 points, 76 points and 74. But then if you look at the defenders just in that bracket underneath, Frimpong's fourth highest scoring defender. He's got 45 points. And Taylor, obviously, that's a concern with Laxalt. You know, he's been thrown right <laughs> into, into the squad. And Ayer's in about it as well. Um, Duffy's got 37 points, but he was only added to the game in game week seven. So these, these players are still good options and there's still plenty of um, clean sheet potential there as well. With the, with the midfielders, that, that, that's, that's where I would change my opinion. I think Christie as, and Forrest, as I mentioned earlier, are overpriced. You've got better options. You've got like, the likes of Burke at 5 million, Ferguson at 4.4. Uh, the amount of goals he's getting is, is unreal. Captain even, even the likes of even the likes of Boyle at uh, even the likes of Boyle at Hibs at six point five. I mean, you, you're you're going to save one two million there. Um, McGregor might be a decent show at five point seven million, but as as a mid, he's the only one I would consider. Elanusi obviously he's not a natural forward. Um, if they do switch formation, we'll come on that next. Then um, he might be one to keep, but. Not if they've maintained this fixture, uh, this formation just now. Up front, Ayeti, I like him. He's got five goals and one assist. Again, he only joined the game in game week five. I think when he's fit, he's going to be nailed on. Um, Edward, again, he's not justifying his price tag. So, that's my opinion. Okay, well done. Uh, Gunnar, your thoughts on Celtic assets? Uh, I have to say I was planning on maybe taking Frimpong out, but now that Tom said he's like the fourth highest scoring, I'm, I might just keep him, to be honest. Uh, yes, we're all, as well. all about, that's what we're all about. In this, I mean, that's what we're all about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doffy as well, so I'm definitely keeping him as my mainstay in the, in the Celtic defence. I like Ajeti, I had him before he got injured. Uh, I might be looking to bring him back. Other than that, I don't like any of the midfielders. Like Tom said, Edward is probably overpriced. Definitely Elianusi. Well, you touched on it earlier. Maybe if they, they change back to a different system, then maybe Elianusi uh, out wide could, could be an option. But if they keep the system they have now and if they, if they stick with that, then yeah, Jetty or, or a couple of Celtic defenders, is, it's where it's at for me. Right, my thoughts are um, assets, goalkeeper-wise, Tom mentioned you get cheaper goalkeepers elsewhere that are bringing close to the same kind of clean sheets, so I wouldn't touch Barkas for me. Duffy, I'll give you Gunnar, I'll have him in, I'll keep him in. Gunnar's going to be my mainstay self defender. Midfield, again, the only one that stands out is Tom says McGregor, the only one that's probably guaranteed every game to play. The, the other two, like Forrest and Christie, are really, really expensive. Up front, Ajeti, I think, I agree with Tom, I think Ajeti will eventually be like Edward, he'll be the, the main, you've got to pick him when that's it, he's going to be born. I think he's still fit. It's kind of worrying that he's not been fit yet after all these weeks and kind of slight injury doubts back and forth. But hopefully he's 100% fit. They'll bring my team and staying in there. And there's no really much guaranteed. Maybe Laxalt, if they're going to 100% play him the left-hand side. But even then, I think there's, there's a rotation risk with that, with Taylor, with European games. So I'm not, I'm not 100% nailed on with him. The next part of his question, we have two Celtic fans on the pod. He's happy with 3-5-2. So I'll start this one, Tom, this time. Eight, no. I'm not happy with 3-5-2. I thought it looked amazing last season. After January, we came flying out the gates after the winter break. We looked excellent. It does not look the exact same this year at all. It looks so slow and laborious. And 
when you're playing 3 5 2, you're basically playing with six defensive midfielders on the park because you're playing your three centre backs, your two wing backs who track back, and Celtic will play Scott Brown or Neil Lennon. So there's six players you're playing up defensive minded. If you went to 4 3 or 4 2 3 1, then straight away you've got four at the back, Brown would sit, and McGregor would sit to an extent but slightly further forward. And then you're getting two wingers on the pitch. So technically, on the right hand side, you could have Laxalt and Elanusi. And on the right, you could have Frimpong and Forrest. But you're playing one up front. Then you've got to rely on actually having your wingers and the third midfielder interacting with the striker. Now, if they can get it to work and get players out the square pegs around the holes, the only thing is, again, he's bought a transfer window this year for the 3 5 2. Other he's bought honest for 3 5 2. So, if they abandons it and goes to 4-2-3-1 or 4-3-3, whatever, then he's, again he's got players who are, I mean, he's got like Duffy, Ayer and Julian, three to play two, El Hamid. What's your thoughts on the formation, Tom? Do I, I mean, do, do I think they should change? Are, yes. Are you happy with 3-5-2? So basically it's a loaded question. Are you happy with 3-5-2? I'm in two minds, to be honest with you. Because... How many times have we actually seen Celtic play with a fully fit squad? Edward and the Yeti up front. Obviously, Greg Taylor isn't rated by Lennon. Laxalt's came in. He's not played a, a game and he's, he's chucked him in against Rangers. So that's, that shows you how much he thinks of Greg Taylor. So how, how many t- games have we actually seen with a fully fit squad? Everybody all firing. I mean, Edward's been a bit iffy. None. Actually, none. No games. So I, I, don't think you can, I don't think you can make a decision on that until we actually see how, how Celtic perform. With, with all the players in the right positions and, and firing all cylinders. In the short term, maybe, maybe a change needs to be made whilst we've got so many players out. That, that, that's, that's a possibility. You're, you're right about the transfer policy. The transfer window was, was completely based on Celtic playing a 3-5-2 formation. Um, we've had it confirmed from Shane Duffy himself, Celtic are playing all, paying all his wages. He's not came cheap. Laxalt. You know, we're paying decent money to get him on loan from AC Milan. Uh, we've got a Yeti from West Ham for a decent fee. We've paid him decent wages as well. So to, to abandon that now after investing that, uh, it's just it's just not Celtic style. Um, I, I, I don't know if Lennon has the has the coaching ability. I don't know if he... That <laughs> was a struggle again. That struggle. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we've... I don't know... These, these things can change so much. I mean, we've talked about Jose Mourinho being a dinosaur. All of a sudden, he stumbles upon this formation where Kane sits deep. They've got a system, they're firing. We can see the exact same thing about Lennon. Oh, he's a dinosaur. I mean, he's, he's stuck in the past. He's, we're regressing with, with, with him from, from what we had when Rodgers was in place. Um, but, I mean, he, he, may make a, he may make a couple of changes and all of a sudden, he's, uh, he's um, flavour of the week again. So, I mean... It's, it's, a, it's a difficult one for me to say. I've, until, I, until I see the, 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 a fully fit squad played in that formation again, I, I, I can't say for definite what, what I think. Cool. Wait to sit in the fence. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Your thoughts on the formation 3-5-2. Obviously, you're, you're not the same. You're not looking at it as, as a fan. Do you see Celtic? Are you happy with 3-5-2 watching it? Or do you think Celtic should revert to 4-2-3-1 or 4-3-3? I think I think Tom uh, made a good point there, saying like Celtic haven't had a, a fully fit squad, uh, and I think that's important to keep in mind. Um, 
having having watched uh, Lennon and Celtic a bit closer now this this season, my worry is like that he should have se- changed the system for the Rangers game, and um, because they he didn't do it. Uh, he's going to be too stubborn to do it now because he has so many people like calling for a formation change now that he might just not do it because like that's not his style, you know. Do you know what I mean? Like when, when they played no strikers in, in Europe and everyone was like, this isn't working, he played the same system again at the weekend just to like prove his point, basically. That's how it looks to me, at least, you know. So, well, at least I, I, yeah, go ahead. At least on the last question, he was, you're all encompassing it. Is he, is he still too stubborn to change? So, continue on. You're all right, okay. Um, I also agree with you both. Like he, he, the, Lennon bought players for for this three five two system. If I I read up on it a little bit, I think that he changed to that system last season to basically to to be enabled to um, to do something against Rangers white players like the the fullbacks bombing on, and that's when he like changed the the, the system in in the build up to to the Rangers game there last season. Um, so you would think putting all the work into that system that. You know, this would have been the, the time to show that it works. Again, they had a lot of players out, but it didn't work at all. And, like, Rangers looked uh, way better drilled, just a, a better drilled team. Um, yeah, like you say, I'm not looking at it from, from like, a fan standpoint. If I just look at it from, from my fantasy team, I want them to play 3-5-2, so I know I got Duffy <laughs> starting Frimpong on the, on the right and possibly two strikers huh? but I don't think if that's the way, best way to, to, to go ahead for Celtic Would you think Tom is too stubborn to change it? Yeah I think so <laughs> <laughs> We all agree because we'll, we'll, we've been here before we've all seen it I know he's too stubborn it's good to point out the European thing with a no striker we get knocked out of Champions League he went back to the next game and he decided to play the exact information now, we just want to know more, but just to prove his point that it worked. And I don't know if you listen, this is not obviously fantasy-related. I don't know if you've heard them talk about this Ferran Cavernous game after the fact. He's looking back at it like it was like a, we were unlucky. We had them talking around just, We played luck, unlucky that night. Uh, they had two shots and goals, scored two goals. And you're going, but we played really, really poor. How can you actually say mm-hmm. like they were lucky? It's as if he's trying to rewrite history that the game wasn't as bad as it was. And it was a <laughs> terrible game. Yes, he's trying to rewrite history. Uh, it's good to see as well I think see we had the squad available to with him there on that game there like the Saturday Rangers game he should have went 4-2-3-1 it didn't suit the 3-5-2 with Larousse playing as a second striker he should have went 4-2-3-1 with the players that available but he's also too stubborn because he went 3-5-2 and then it's already right saying last year we, we geared up towards playing that from Ashgate Rangers but that was where the squad he wanted to play he knew he was having four. If he played four at the back, he wouldn't have played young, the young boy Welsh. I mean, he could have played Frimpong, the two in the middle. He could have played Laxall or Taylor, because Taylor's a left back. He flew a flat back four. He still played Brown and McGregor sitting. The only option, I suppose, is the right winger. Who would have played the right winger? I suppose that's him. That's, a, that's his the main concern. He hasn't got a right winger fit. So it would have been maybe the Aston Champ to do that. And then that's, I suppose that's that would be maybe thinking. I suppose so. There you go. I don't know. Ah, Celtic funny. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next question is from. Oh, who is this? Labita Cora de la Fiel. You said the one thing I've ever done, Tom. How to cope with the blanks 
in top target. So I'm assuming he's talking about game week 13. Yep. We've discussed this at length. We're now two weeks away. I'm going to go first time as at last time. I have now got to the point where I am just going to roll with the blanks. It's only one game week. I ain't going to dismantle my squad for one points. I might take a hit for four with one transfer to track some players in. But I'm not dismantling a full team over the space of two or three weeks trying to get to hit one game week. I think in general, 90% of the players will be in the exact same boat as yourself. So why try to think outside the box? So, Tom, thoughts on that? Yeah, so in response to this question, I, I looked at the fixtures that we've got that are guaranteed. So the fixtures that we have are Kelly versus Rangers, Livingston versus Motherwell, and Dundee United versus Ross County. And then I looked at my existing team. As a second goalkeeper, I've got McCrory, so he, he'll naturally start in goals. Um, I've got Forrest, Alan Forrest, as a midfielder, so he'll start. It, pretty much everyone's going to have three Rangers players. Um, myself, I've got Kabamba and Kelty. But if you're, if you're tripling up on Rangers defence, you're, you're really banking on those guys getting two points each. Um, and then Dundee United, I've got Shanklin. Other than that, I, looking at those fixtures purely just now, I, I can't see any other players that I would want to get in. And I can't see any players that I, would, that I would take a hit for because not only have they got to regain those four points, they've then got to exceed it to make it even worthwhile. Because in the long term, are you really going to want these players? You may find yourself taking more hits to get rid of them again. Mm-hmm. Um, Motherwell haven't played a competitive game for the last two game weeks. We had the international break, so that's been four weeks in total. Um, Alan Campbell may, might be an option, but I'll be looking at the Motherwell fixture this weekend and getting a bit of a taste to see how they're playing, who's looking on form, and how, the, how they've coped with such a rest. Um, I mentioned Serrano for Livingston. He might be an option, but then again... Um, How's that going to be going forward? Am I going to keep him in the long term? That's a, that's a concern there as well. So I was I was thinking I might just completely ignore the double game week and um, I, I can manage to get about eight players out of that. I think that'll probably do me. Um, and just take it from there after that. Pretty much the same as me then. Gunnar, your thoughts? I am pretty much the same as the two of you. Um, I mean, you know, I like I like a hit, but uh, like a minus four, <laughs> huh? But as, like like Tom just said, th- these players have to make it make the points back somehow, and I don't see anyone who, who can do that. And as well as you said, Peter, as well, these you you're getting players into your team that potentially aren't very good or that you wouldn't want for the long term, just for the one week. So I'm leaning towards just ignoring uh, the the blank game week as well, or Maybe getting one player in there out of the ordinary that I wouldn't normally have, and yeah, try try and get get the player back out in the in the coming weeks. Then, but overall, I don't want to like dismantle my team too much. I think Motherwell players are a shout. Uh, Polworth, he's on set pieces. O'Hara, O'Hara, he's on penalties. So maybe that could be someone. But overall, I'm I'm not gonna do. Much, I don't think. I don't have a second uh, goalkeeper that's going to be playing, so I have Marciano. So maybe that that will be the time then to get a playing goalie for the bench because mine is a Dundee United player. And in case I want to triple up on Dundee United at some point, maybe to free up that spot, that that could be an option. Okay. Is there not a talk about maybe being a double game week Sunday that week? Or somebody can play through the week instead. Does Sutty not say that on the chat? Potentially, yeah. I mean, there's a few teams with game in hand, so 
some teams could play. But nothing's um, official yet, so is this... Nothing's official, but some teams could play midweek, so it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, and another reason not to start dismantling your team yep. and uh, keep, keep an eye on fixture news. So just a case of wait and see, and if if a team plays twice or a team's going to play that you didn't think is going to play, just wait to do the time in before you make your transfer or mm-hmm. make your team, basically. Right, guys, that brings our podcast to a conclusion. So as per normal, I'll let you plug all your merch. <laughs> right, Tom, on you go. You go first. Uh, so I'm at FFS underscore Scout on Twitter. Um, post articles, stats, um, occasional meme. <laughs> goal highlight. Give us a follow. Hit well, me up. That's a new thing. I like that. Your highlights goals well done. I like this. <laughs> You're bringing your A game. Gunnar, yourself? Uh, so I have a podcast with my friend John as I mentioned uh, every week so far since I've been on uh, it's Fantasy Fitbar Weekly you can follow us on Twitter that's at Fitbar Weekly Pod and uh, yeah if you want any more FF Scotland chats you need to check that out as well yep girl's the hardest working man in Fantasy Scotland that's true he's double duty he's not even from Scotland carry whack it <laughs> uh, I'm the same I'll just follow if you don't follow Tom follow Tom if you don't follow Gunnar follow Gunnar listen to his podcast follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Half if you like listening to your podcast if you if you enjoyed it please leave us a review where you get your podcast and apart from that that is us finished we'll be back next week I'm assuming guys we'll be back to normal so it's a long weekend we'll be back Monday or Tuesday we'll discuss it on pod Okay guys, thanks for listening. Thanks very much. Bye bye. This game right here is rough as fuck. These holes out here were about the bucks. These holes out here were afraid to bust. I have no fear, we're afraid of what. And with my beers, I'm coming up. Fools talk real loud, but don't run up. When we come through, they run and duck. We still right here, so what? Nigga, I'm tired of these niggas barking that shit. Talking the shit from the concrete, but ain't talking the shit. And videos in the bitch pose in the throwback. Holding the gat, ain't gon' bust and know that. It's a dub SC thing, dub C brain. And we don't fuck with niggas and khaki G strings. Fuck moving, I'm clearing the crowd. It's that who bank and bandana criminal now, the original. Evacuate the building, bitch. Here come a plane. No, it's the mad ass West Side Connect gang. And fuck what you claim, nigga, this who bang With enough game to drive a square bitch insane And we number one gunners, no, we ain't stunners It's real with us, homie killers and drug runners And Mac be the D-born, the H2 Hummer Looking hotter than a motherfucking L.A. summer Let's go This game right here is rough as fuck These hoes out here about the bucks These hoes out here afraid to bust I have no fear, afraid of what And with my peers, I'm coming up Real loud, but don't run up. When we come through, they run and duck. We still right here, so what? What the fuck is Ice Cube talking about? That's how you get these nuts parked in your mouth. West side ride, bitch. The same old shit. I don't compensate with pussy. I ain't gon' get. I don't holler at these hoes that sing like a Shante. Body like Beyonce. Face like Andre. Ugh. Bitch, you kinda strange. But I'm rich, so my entree got to be Bombay. Have you seen us? No. Haters can't see us Connect gang, we the genius, nigga Countless costs and countless charges Street years making blunts out of Cuba cigars Big bottleneers, hypnotic bottleneers What a black of holes on us Cause a chronic is the greenest Until my niggas incarcerated and on probation I'ma stay banging for the whole G-Nation, yeah This game right here is rough as fuck These hoes out here about the bucks These hoes out here afraid to bust I have no 
beer, afraid of what? And with my beers, I'm coming up. Fools talk real loud, but don't run up. When we come through, they run and duck. We still right here, so what? It's a gangster nation. If you in, you a G. And the whole world influenced by the B and the C. Now tell the truth, rappers, you don't ball like me. Cause I'm really from the gang, y'all is industry. And while I'm serving up and coming young hustlers and cluckers, banging for the hood, causing havoc and ruckus. You niggas at the label kissing ass like suckers. And you bitches, so sit down when you piss, motherfuckers. One thing I do know, I ain't the Uno, Big Bruno, Rap Sumo, on Puno. You know. I like to thank the congregation and my affiliation to the gangster nation. I'm hard on them, yeah, I'm ruthless. You like stick pussy, nigga, you're useless. You know the side bitch, better get up on it. Cause it must be a single when they dog singing on it. Look here, man. Check this shit out, man. Look. Y'all might as well say fuck it and join this West Side thing, man. Cause we got a motherfucking gangster nation going over here. And once you join this shit, you as genius can motherfucking be. Believe that, homie. Look, it ain't a hit to Nate Dog spit. This game right here is rough as fuck. These hoes out here are about the bucks. These hoes out here are afraid to bust. I have no fear, afraid of what? And with my fears, I'm coming up. Fools talk real loud, but don't run up. When we come through, they run and duck. We still right here, so what the fuck? Bitch, you know the side. World motherfucking wide. <laughs> so what you saying? What so what you saying is you Man, what you saying, you need to get the fuck out of my business, nigga. Hey, hey, hey man. That's what you need to do. Because I'm getting tired you keep telling what the fuck I'm doing every time I'm doing something. Because I'm not finna fake for these peck of wood. Get out of my business. Okay? Okay? Get out of my business, man. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 